I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, your spiritual BFF, and I'm on a mission to make the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. So thank you for coming along the journey with me. Today, we are chatting with the amazing, the lovely Billy Lee. She is a TV personality, producer, host. She's the founder of She's So Vegan, which is a vegan lifestyle brand. Uh, she's a trans activist. So we're going to be talking about Billy's life struggles and activism as a transgender woman. She's giving some amazing education and allyship tips for trans activism. We're talking about veganism and how she's creating this new amazing platform to help spread the word. We're talking about cancel culture. We're getting some juicy goss on Vanderpump rules and it's Honestly, I had the best time talking to Billy. So, so excited for you guys to hear this. Also, Mercury retrograde is finally fucking over. Hallelujah. I feel like this retrograde for me was all about reverting to unhealthy habits of going to restaurants too often and drinking too much wine. Guys, I kind of miss quarantine. Like everything here in Vancouver is open. I'm being social again. And you know what? It's a little much. I would like to just kind of have an excuse to not be out and seeing people, but hey, whatever. Maybe I'll learn some boundaries. Actually, I'd like to say that I've learned a lesson, but I will probably get into this rut again, but I definitely do feel like I'm on the other side of it now. Back to being a healthy bitch. I want to know what you guys went through during this retrograde. DM me. Let me know. If you're not following me on Instagram, what are you even doing with your life? Follow me at Shaka Girl Co. I want to know what you guys have been up to. One thing that has really kicked my ass into gear is actually my chakra tip for the week, okay? So we're going to talk about releasing anger from your root chakra and your throat chakra and also really activating your masculine energy to get you into that motion and that that momentum. So I have officially become obsessed with boxing and I know like so manly, whatever, but 
FYI, Gigi Hadid boxes. So whatever. And it is so fun. It was such a good workout. So my chakra shout out is actually Rumble Boxing, which is where I went. It's in Vancouver. They also have one in Calgary and they play amazing music, super loud. It's super dark. They've got like blue and red lights. It's kind of like a nightclub, but you're like kicking ass with a punching bag. And it's like, they really have like a community feel, which is really nice. Everyone was really nice. So, oh, and also they have like a really cute shop with cute workout gear. That's kind of dangerous. Cause now every time I go work out, I'm going to want to buy something. So definitely check them out if you're in Vancouver and why boxing is so good for your chakras is because you literally have energy pent up in your body. And when you are releasing it with that kind of like rigorous motion and like really activating the kind of like masculine, because when you are boxing, like your feet are so grounded and rooted. Like you need to be in that power stance where you can't be knocked over, you know? So you're kind of standing in your power and our throat chakra is where we store a lot of anger and aggression as well. So that's getting cleared out and it is just fucking fun. Also, my throat chakra got cleared out because I was secretly singing all the songs because the music is so loud. No one can hear how terrible my singing voice is. So double whammy guys. So yeah, if you're in Vancouver or if you're in Calgary, check out Rumble Boxing. If not, check out a location in your area somewhere. I'm sure there's some kind of boxing, but I totally highly, highly recommend it, especially if you're someone who's just kind of done yoga your whole life. Sometimes we just get too much into the mask and you need to balance it out. I feel like that's like the perfect balance, like some Pilates yoga mixed with some boxing with a side of hit cardio. I feel like that's the secret sauce. All right, loves, let's get into this episode with Billy Lee. You're going to love it. The world needs it. So much awareness will be had today. Dive in. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. We are here today with Billy Lee. She is a TV personality, producer, host, the founder of She's So Vegan, which is a vegan lifestyle brand. And she's also a trans activist that has really opened my eyes to the struggles that trans people face daily. And I had the pleasure of speaking with Billy on a panel and you can really feel her passion and her heart when she speaks. So I'm so happy to have you here to talk about so many important and timely things. Welcome to the show, Billy Lee. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yay, so pumped to have you here. Let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual? Um, I love waking up to like the calm app. I'll do like a nice little meditation in the morning in my bed. And then I usually move into the living room. I have tons of windows all over my apartment. So I open them all up. I hang my plants and just like kind of have that moment with my plants and my animals and then I usually roll out my yoga mat, do a little stretching just to start my day. Sometimes I'll do a breath exercise if I'm feeling a little anxious or have anxiety. But yeah, that's kind of my morning routine. And then I um, have my sister, my one of my trans sisters, who we've, we've been sisters for so long. Um, she lives across the street. So we usually like meet at Alfred's and grab a coffee. And then I walk my dog and that's my little morning. Oh, nice. So, okay. So I'm not a plant person and I should, I really want to try to be, I want to stop killing my plants. Um, so what do you mean you hang them every morning? Do you like take them down and like tuck them into bed and then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have, I have plants all around my apartment, but there are a few that hang in the middle of the window. So my windows 
open up from the middle, like bay windows. And oh. it's very like Spanish style, older. And so I hang my plants up in, you know, in, so they get as much sunlight as possible. Mm. Um, but then I also put fresh flowers around my apartment every week from my farmer's market. My street actually closes down and it becomes a farmer's market on Sundays. Um, but yeah, I, having plants around my landlady, she is 98 and she is a Holocaust survivor and she literally says, I think I live so long because I have plants all around me. She has plants all over her place. But it just brings a different energy. It's such a beautiful vibration. And people walk into my apartment and they're like, oh my God, I instantly feel like I'm like at a spa or something. And you know, it's like an enchanted garden feel. Yeah. Yeah. And we need that. There's so yeah. much noise and craziness happening in this world. We need that, you know, beautiful sanctuary. Um vibe when you get to your house and if you think about it it's like literal life energy like plants are literal life energy in your house so of course oh my god it's amazing love it okay what is your favorite crystal of the moment uh i have so many crystals at my um around my apartment um but you know like what i love is um the moon you know like the bracelets the moon um the lava bracelets. Oh, They're so yes. grounding. Yes. It's really grounding. And so like sometimes if I'm feeling just a little anxious, I like to like have those around. Yeah. Um, but I have a couple crystals that I carry a lot with me. When my dog Zeppo passed away, I immediately went to the crystal store and I just grabbed crystals that reminded me of him and I felt his energy. And so I have those around all the time. But I'm not the best with names, like even celebrity names, yeah. people's names, <laughs> crystal names. Like I'm not the best. I just, I'm like, oh, this is pretty. I love the vibe of this. And then no, I go about I my like, day. But I feel like that's the thing with crystals. It's like, it's 50%, like, I, I would say it's like 50%, like the crystal and it's like inherent vibration and like what it's all about but the other 50 percent is what you put into it so it's totally like you look at it and it makes you think something that like you don't really need to know the fucking science behind it in mind mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, love it okay who's your favorite kardashian uh probably chloe um just i just love she posts like a lot of spiritual quotes and like yeah. uplifting stuff and i met her at an event one time and she like came up to me and was like oh my god you're so beautiful and everything you do is so amazing and like you're just so beautiful in person and she was so nice to me and and I was just like wow like you know she just she's such a cool girl and I always send her good love but I'm honestly proud of a lot of the all the Kardashians and the way that they use their platform they're evolving and it's nice to see I totally agree and I feel like Chloe is just like the embodiment of sunshine energy (laughs) Totally. Oh my God. So true. Okay. What is your sun sign? Do you know your moon sign and your rising sign? Yes, girl. I know all of it. Um, okay. So I'm a Pisces is my sun sign and my moon is Scorpio. So I'm double water. I'm a hot mess. Um, no, I'm very emotional (laughs) and I'm a Virgo rising. Oh, okay. So like good attention to detail. Yeah, and it makes sense because a lot of people see me. They're like, oh, Billy can be a little standoffish or like I'm kind of guarded. But I definitely get like a Virgo, like that's my face. But um, yeah, deep down, I'm very emotional, very deep. And 
I'm very much affected by how this planet is treated, how humans are treated and how animals are treated. Mm, Oh my gosh. I can't wait to talk more about that. Okay. So let's talk about your journey of self-discovery. When did you make being a trans activist, your life's work? And when did like the veganism come into play for the new side of your business? So, um, when I first finally transitioned all medically, everything, and I like opportunities started happening for me because during my transition, it was really difficult to get a job and I had to, um, you know, do sex work to make a living uh, just because there was no opportunities for someone who didn't necessarily fit in a box, boy or girl. Mm -hmm. But after my transition, I kind of like hid in the closet in a way. It's called stealth, where I basically lived as a cis woman and just hid everything about my trans experience. And I owned a restaurant at the time in Sherman Oaks, California, and it was a little rundown bagel shop i flipped it into more of an organic cafe i made a lot more items vegan and gluten-free um and organic and um it was nice to like not have the burden of being trans or the discrimination um but then i had this moment where i felt like i was hiding in a way and then a black trans woman came to my restaurant and she ordered, she left, but then this guy who was dating and his friend was in there and my employees and like some of my regulars all got into this conversation. Like, did you see what just came in here? Like, what the hell was that? And not that I partaked or played in any of that, but I was very aware of how they looked and treated a trans person. And that scared me because one, they didn't know that I was trans. And if they did know, how would they treat me? But Mm -hmm. two, I realized the trans community, as much as I distanced myself, and I felt like it was more of my own protection in a way, I distanced myself, but they were still suffering. Mm -hmm. And as much as I was okay, because I was with my white privilege, and I was having my passing privilege, which people assume that I was cis. But what what is it to me to like hide behind this counter, hide behind this white privilege, hide behind this disassuming privilege and not use any of my privilege or anything that I've worked hard for to help other people. And I just felt this deep sense of um, dishonesty. Um, I was ashamed of myself Mm. and it just got me into this whole mindset of like, well, maybe lying and blending in and, and hiding behind my, you know, trans experience and pretending like I'm cis is not the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so then I started down this whole spiritual journey of doing ayahuasca and doing ceremonies because I realized I was hiding because I was holding on to so much shame. Things that my dad would tell me as a child, things that my parents and my whole community as a kid put on me, things that don't belong to me, things that, that I no longer serve me. And tearing that down also tore down like my willingness to like build a wall and protect myself. So, um, and then I just started writing my true feelings and journaling and I started, you know, writing stuff and blogging about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sell my restaurant and I'm going to go on this mission of just being my authentic self, speaking for my community and being there for my community. And I, started going to trans events. It was my first sense of community. And once I sold my restaurant, it was just like, this is what I'm going to do. And it was scary because I'm, 
I'm coming out of the shadows. I'm still vulnerable because I'm still a trans woman, even though I have my own set of privileges. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was really scary. And it was scary because I had to tell the man that I was in love with. I had to tell the people that I employed. And it was just a really, really vulnerable, challenging time. But at the same time, I also had community and sisterhood for the first time in my life. Mm. And those sisters are like literally still to this day, my sisters and my family. And when I see a younger trans woman that needs something, like she's now my younger sister. We Mm. are in this together. And Mm. it is my duty as a human being and having this trans experience to be of service and be there for them. And so that's kind of where my work has shifted um, and what I'm doing now. Wow. And then, so when does like, when did Vanderpump come into play? Like, was that part of the journey to like get your voice out there more? Yeah. So a lot of people, producers came into my restaurant when I owned it and was like, you need to have your own show. You need to do this. And I went to school for journalism, radio, TV, and film. And I did want to have my own talk show as a child. I, since I was like five, Mm -hmm. I like had a camera and was like ready to go. But, um, I was told by several small town um, networks that um, I was too feminine to start in a small market. And as a reporter, you have to start in a small market and build your way up. So that's why I moved to Los Angeles because I was rejected from having, you know, the career. And whenever Vanderpump came along, I'm like, I already owned a restaurant. I've been in the restaurant business for a long time. So it made sense. But to go and just be a host was a little weird to be yeah. like, you know, a 34 year old woman. And I'm like hosting on a restaurant just after owning a restaurant was a little hard. Um, not that, you know, I know there's plenty of people that still do it and it's an amazing job, but it was hard for me going from being a boss yeah. and to, to being an employee. Especially and then also else going on in your life with like the, like, you know, coming out and like telling Mm -hmm. everyone and feeling vulnerable and then having that career shift at the same time. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, going from being a boss and making the rules and like loving and accepting people to being an employee and then also dealing with your own, you know, discrimination against, you know, your own trans experience from people. It was interesting. It was, um, but the mission was, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show that trans people are worthy of jobs and friendships. And, um, you know, I really pushed to have a date and they showed me dating Ariana's brother, Jeremy, who I love and adore. And Mm. like, you know, I, there was things as an activist that I really, really pushed and I'm sure I was probably annoying. Um, but you know, I've always been a pusher. I've always been a voice and I've had this massive personality and voice and, you know, even people would say back in the day, like, oh, the old Billy was such a, had such an attitude. And I really tried to transform that into more of a loving, positive energy instead of coming from fear, come from love. Um, But, you know, I'm, I used that and that's the whole point was to do that. But Bravo didn't see it the same way. They, you know, it was kind of disappointing how they did my storyline, but we can get into that later. Yeah. (laughs) So what's like the most common misconception about trans people that the world needs to know? Honestly, I feel like people just don't find us worthy. Mm. I think that's why we see so many black trans women being murdered and trans women being murdered. It's like, we're not even worthy of a life. Um, Mm. We're not worthy of a human experience. And, you know, we're not worthy of jobs. We're not worthy of 
of food on the table. Um, but I also get like, oh, you're trans, like, so you're gay. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm now, you know, I'm not, I'm attracted to men. I date men that are straight and they see me as a female. I have, you know, female body parts and that's what they're attracted to. So I live in, a, I'm in a heterosexual couple. So mm-hmm. that's a little interesting because people automatically assume right. that you're gay or that men that are attracted to trans women are gay. And that's not the case at all. Right. Okay. And then you actually shared some stats around like the life, the life expectancy of it. Was it a black trans woman was like 30 years. Yeah. Um, that came from a glad statistics or study. Um, but yeah, I mean, trans women of color have it really bad and it's, it's so hard for my trans sisters of, of color. And it's one reason why I speak up as much as I can, because, you know, I tell people all the time, the love of my lives are trans women of color. Mm. So I, you know, it's very, very personal for me. And, yeah. um, and it's sad. I mean, my sister Blossom, you know, like she's in her thirties and she's being a powerful, beautiful activist. And, we talk about that. Like, you know, like she's hit milestones because she's getting older and she's living and surviving. So one question that I had is how can we be allies? Like we're talking a lot about how we can be black allies. How can we be trans allies? I mean, I think the same way. If you see something that's not right, speak up. If you, if you see someone that comes in looking for a job, go the extra mile and finding Mm -hmm. out um, who they are and, um, giving them the opportunity. If you see someone applying for an apartment and you manage an apartment building or something, or, you know, give them the opportunity. And we all, you know, face uncomfortable times. I faced it when I first transitioned. I face it when I date someone new and I have to tell them that I'm trans. I face it when I start a new friendship. I don't want to mess up and say something. I don't want to use a microaggression that stems from my privilege that might offend someone. We all go through it. And I think it's living in that uncomfortability and moving past that to really let the minority succeed. And that's so important as an ally. People are like, well, I, you know, it's, I'm coming comfortable because I don't know if I should say she, her, him, what's the pronoun? Yeah. Okay, well, introduce yourself and start with your pronouns. Yes. Open that conversation with your pronouns because you know your pronouns. So if you're a boss and you're trying to hire someone trans, go into it, introduce yourself, state your pronouns. If the person doesn't say their pronouns, say, hey, well, what's your pronouns? I said, I said mine. What's yours? It's fair game because you're trying to be understanding. And if you do somehow slip up or say something inappropriately, that's okay because that we have to move past that and you're learning and growing like we all are. Yeah. And I always tell my trans brothers and sisters and my non-binary people out there, be patient and hold space for ignorance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying hold space and be patient for hate. No. Or any of that, but for ignorance, because some people mean very well, they just don't know. And if we can hold space for them and say, hey, don't worry, it's actually this. This is actually my pronoun. This is just a moment for, you know, you to learn and grow. 
-hmm. and let's move on. And that's what I really encourage people because I think sometimes our own fear prevents us from helping other people. I mean, during COVID-19, I go out and I help my, my homeless community within my area. And I'm not like as much as COVID-19 is happening, but the, I saw more of my homeless community drinking and eating out of the trash because people aren't out eating at restaurants, buying them dinner or lunch. So I put my mask on, I put my gloves on and I made sure I went around and see if they need cigarettes, drinks, water, food. Like I was scared. It's COVID-19. There's a pandemic happening. Of course I have my own fears, but I allowed myself to be uncomfortable so I can help Mm -hmm. someone. Well, and I think that that's like just reality with everything, like in anything in life, you're not going to change and grow unless you're getting uncomfortable. And I was called out actually, I think two or three times during like in the last few weeks for, you know, saying the wrong thing. Like I was saying women of color instead of specifically calling out black women and you know, a black girl called me out and I, our black woman called me out and I like corrected myself. I was like, okay. And then, you know, it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Like if I keep like, if people are getting mad and I'm saying the wrong thing, but I was like, no, I need to keep going. I need to, if I get corrected, I'm learning. And I think that's the most important thing. Like staying silent isn't helping anyone. Exactly. And here's the thing is like, our ego gets in the way. It's like, yeah. you, my, the guy that I'm talking to, he's always like, I got to put my, check my ego at the door. Yeah. And yes, we do. And especially when we're talking about black lives and you come from a, any place of privilege yeah. and usually it's white, but if you are coming from that, learn to check your ego at the door, mm-hmm. listen, yeah. and then react. Because there are times that even me, I've done all my research. I hang out with lots of people. I'm dating a, a, a guy of color and the love of my lives are of color. And I still shut up and listen. And I still, especially if it's coming from someone of black and their experience and they say, hey, actually we need this instead of this, I 100% will listen and yeah. be down. Um, and I think that's really important. And you know, just like one of my old castmates, Stassi and them who lost their job recently yeah. because of things that they said, But the thing is, we also try to tell them, use your platforms to house and to host Black voices. Mm -hmm. Use your platforms so that way you can, so you and your listeners can learn and grow too. And when we don't, you do that, then it's even worse for us because then we're, we're not learning and growing. Yeah. And I mean, they, I think they've been like pretty silent since, like, I don't think they've really been saying anything. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's hard. I don't wish upon anyone no, to like lose I, their job or anything yeah, like that. Like, I almost just feel like cancel culture just like scared. It's like, it's like, it's, I think it's, it's like, I get it. Like people need to be mad and people need to be um, corrected. But then it's like, I don't know, like what, like for people to like lose their livelihood. I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, well, it's obviously a case by case situation. hundreds. Yes. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep 
into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic, don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And I get where you're coming from because trust me, at the end of the day, I'm such a in my feelings person that I never want to see someone buy a new house, get pregnant, live the best life. And all of a sudden everything gets taken away. I would never wish that upon anyone. However with this whole cancel thing. Like I'm very adamant and I will go all the way to take legal action that yeah. Jax Taylor is fired from Vanderpump yeah. Rules. Yeah. And the reason why is because he is being celebrated for his toxic abuse of behavior. He discriminated against me multiple times. I was fired from the network because of these certain people and their own privilege. So it really sparked something inside me where I do want to see that motherfucker canceled. Period. I mean, I, I mean, ever since like episode three, I've wanted to see him canceled. <laughs> right. But, but same but, goes but, for, you know, yeah. Faith. Faith is a black woman. Right. And as much as she has publicly said, you know, she doesn't want to see anyone fired. These people made a police report and could have had a black woman murder. I mean, yeah. literally murdered yeah. by the police. Like you don't know. It's so dangerous for black people yeah. So for you to use your privilege and call out yeah. someone and they're not even the ones that are in trouble, like, 
I had some black man come. He was drunk. He came up into my um, yard. He was trying to get in my window. And I was like, sir, um, this is private property. Do you need water? Do you need anything? Yeah. I would never call the cops, even him right. trying to get into my house. Yeah. Because I am so scared that if I called the cops on someone of color and the police do something wrong to him, like I just wanted to see him safe. I didn't yeah. want a stranger in my apartment, yeah. but I wanted to see him safe. And like, yeah. I made sure to tell my neighbors, don't call the cops. He's drunk. Just get him some water and see what happened. I mean, these girls intentionally called the cops on a black woman and it's because of their privilege. They didn't even yeah. realize that it no. was dangerous. Right. And, and that's, that's what that's, I stressed the whole time I was filming. Yeah. Your guys' privilege is literally causing me harm. It's causing people of color harm. It's causing the entire LGBT community of harm and not one of them got it. So I just like, that's what I don't get. It's like, I don't understand. Like with all of this happening, why aren't they flipping the switch and being like, fuck, I need to learn. I commit to learning. I'm going to like show up on my platform every day and tell you guys how I'm learning. I'm going to tell you what I'm learning. You know what I mean? Like that. People is, don't want to. Some people don't no, want to. I mean, so we stress that. We stressed like, that to Stassi and she, she didn't really make really. anything happen. And then the PR, like, is it like their PR agents that are just like, be silent and like, it'll go away. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like, you should want to do better. That's the way that I feel. You should want to do better, especially when you have that reach and that audience. Like, yeah, it's, it's I wild. think if anything, they want to do better now because yeah. obviously they lost everything. Hello, yeah. you're going to want to do better. But why does it take you to lose everything? Like, why not listen yeah. to the minorities and to the people around you that have been saying it? Like, I so mean, how long have you, you've been saying that like since being on the show? Well, my first scene was all about her saying those comments and talking right. about um, black lives. And then yeah. Ariana, who is my, one of my closest girlfriends, she stressed to her and told her. So, you know, but here's the thing with privilege is instead of taking that and learning and growing from it, she had this huge breakdown. Her lashes came off. She was crying. She ran off camera. So dramatic, made everything about her. And wow. it's like, that's there, you know, there was an opportunity of growth there. There was an opportunity yeah. to shift that. And instead she was a victim and she felt you know, very victimized. And, um, we see that a lot with privilege. I mean, yeah. it's, it, and that's why I say it's like, I'm not here to tell you these people are racist. I'm no. here to tell you that they're so privileged that they can't see through it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, I don't know anything about the story with Jax. Is that talked about? Like, is that, do people know? Um, well, at the beginning of, you know, they're all like very kind to me on camera. Like the, the, yeah. the beginning, like I think they started me out with pride. It was like, Oh, here's Billy, the new trans girl. Um, yeah. and he was very like coming on to me in front of the camera and like doing mm -hmm. like all this, like hitting on me and stuff. And then later that day when cameras were off, he was like, yo, I, I actually hung out with a girl and kissed her and I found out she was a dude and it was so gross. And like, I'm not down for that. Okay. And I was like, Whoa, wait. So now trans women are dudes and, um, we're gross. Like it went from him being on camera, hanging like all about it to him off. But here's the thing about Jax Taylor is he's one of the leads of the show. He's yeah. a boss, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, he may not be an executive producer, but he can go around screaming and cussing anybody out and not get fired. He's, he's the boss. Cause he brings so, drama. Like he brings the Exactly. The exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I had to tippy toe around him as much as he hated tippy toeing around me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to correct him on a few things. I did. It upset him. So then I was like, okay, now I got to be nice to him if I want to have more airtime. And right. I actually was 
like not allowed to film certain things because it was his decision to not film with me. Mm-hmm. His, the producer's excuse was, oh, he just doesn't want you to cause drama. Okay, first of all, the whole fucking show is about drama, so yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And second of all, it later came out that he just did not want to say the wrong thing around me mm-hmm. that could offend me and he could ruin his career. And then he publicly said that on the stage at the um, reunion, but they didn't air that. And it all made sense to me. I'm like, wow. And then he was getting people like the, my actual allies who are my family, Tom and Ariana, he started a rumor that Tom and I were having an affair and told the producers and the producers asked me on the reunion. They didn't air that. Thank God. But it was like, he was using the few people that I had as allies to try to be against me. And it's like, all because I'm trans, all because you're uncomfortable with the things that you say. Yeah. And it just was, it was really toxic. And I, I never felt so discriminated against. It was just really bad. Well, and I, that's, it's, it's, I'm starting to kind of see like a correlation here, even like when people are uncomfortable with something, they lash out with anger, right? So they want to find a reason to be mad at Mm -hmm. at you or the person making them uncomfortable. And I feel like a lot of the cancel culture, like all these people, you know, going and like writing these terrible things on people's Instagrams or whatever, do a lot of them come from the right place and are wanting to educate the person for sure. But I feel like a lot of the people that are spitting venom at people online, it's because they're uncomfortable. They don't know how to educate themselves. So it makes them look and feel good to be like spewing hate to someone being like, you need to educate yourself. You're racist. You are transphobic. You are this because they don't know how to deal with their own their own anger as well and their own mm-hmm. feelings about it. So it's like, it's like the answer to everything is education. So like, that's what we need. Like this needs to be taught in school. This needs to be, you know, more publicly talked about like you, you know, for you who had a platform on a very popular show, you should have had more opportunity to like talk about these little um, like these little situations that you face. And like, that should have been part of the education of the show. Yeah, I agree. And here's the thing is like, people are just angry right now. And I understand that. But also like, you know, I, and I wouldn't mind seeing like, let's say Stassi and them did get fired. And it's like, okay, let's cast, um, you know, people of color and LGBTQ people and let's teach these girls. Let's see these girls learn and grow instead of just being canceled so that way we can all learn and grow through that. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, I think that would be amazing. But at the end of the day, who can we hold accountable? Who would actually do it? And if Bravo's hosting this, I don't have faith in them like that. So at the end of the day, it's easier just to cancel. But I hope these girls come out of this dust come out of the darkness with amazing platforms that serve all people, not just their white privileged selves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think with Bravo, they probably just, they're afraid of making people uncomfortable. So they just want to like play it safe. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness you're not playing it safe and you're going out there and you're speaking your truth and you're educating and sharing. And I think it's like, I feel like you've gone through, so much and put yourself in those situations where you were vulnerable and that's you know you've done that for the better of everyone else not for yourself which is so amazing about you so I want to switch gears a little bit I want to talk about your vegan platform 
And you're also doing stuff with Greenpeace. Like, tell me more about this stuff. Oh, I love Greenpeace. I love the whole team, Jane Fonda. Um, yeah, I, I've just always had this deep passion and love for the planet. I mean, literally, I'm just always so amazed at how beautiful and epic this planet is that we live on. Um, so it's my, one of my missions is, is to save it and protect it. I mean, obviously, I know that the planet can outlive humans, but I care so much about our life here. And I really do want to um, see it being beautiful and wonderful. And so for that, I have to team up with organizations that who know what they're doing and who really have a passion for it. And I found Greenpeace, started following them a long time ago. And then Jane Fonda started working with them. And Jane Fonda has been like, there's probably two people on planet earth that have like inspired me and have guided me in a way, even if they didn't know it. And that is Oprah Winfrey and Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. So to be able to work with Jane Fonda, um, her and I have had zoom calls where we just like cried and she is, you know, very much, uh, impacted by my life experience and my trans experience. And, she is just such a beautiful, amazing soul. And she uses her privilege in such an amazing way. And it's just so amazing to be able to learn and grow from her. And then also now have that personal relationship with her as an activist. Mm -hmm. um, I just look up to her and see her as a mentor. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just like Jane, Greenpeace, whatever you need, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here to do this. And we just did an amazing, um, I don't know how many times I can say amazing. Sorry. We did a really cool, um, it was fire drill Friday. We usually do rallies in person. I went to this rally in person the last time we did one. Um, and it was in Long Beach and we were protesting the drill sites. They literally, they drill oil in Long Beach next to houses and people of color are dying of cancer. It's so oh, horrific. Wow. We called it the toxic tour. And it was me and a bunch of celebrities, including Jane Fonda and Greenpeace. And since COVID-19, now we're doing virtual fire drill Fridays. And you can log on for free. And we, me and um, uh, India Moore, who is on Pose, um, they are non-binary. And we just had the most deep, real conversations about being trans in America, about being trans of color, trans femme, and being black and with climate. And people don't realize that for me, we're all fighting the same enemy. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to trans rights, black lives matter, climate, we are fighting Donald Trump, these Republicans, these very wealthy white cis men and their privilege and they're sucking and raping our planet dry and they're sucking and hurting and abusing the not only the planet but black people and trans people and so for us to all have the same enemy i think it's so important and with climate if it's the sea rising if it's covid19 if it's any kind of natural disaster and we're going to see a lot more coming our way the most vulnerable are the ones affected and the mm -hmm. most vulnerable are lgbtq and people of color period mm -hmm. so when anything strikes for climate change we are going to be the most affected by it i mean even with covid19 and now our healthcare is being taken away as a trans person. We can't go get healthcare. We could die. I did like, not know that, that your healthcare is being taken away. Oh well, yeah. He's Trump is, is trying to, um, take away, um, 
our rights, our health coverage, basically allowing that um, insurance companies and stuff can can decline serving us because we're too, you know, a lot of them say we're too expensive because of our surgeries and, and whatever. Um, it's just, it's really sad. And, and, but, you know, that's why I stress that climate is an LGBTQ matter. Climate is a Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it, it was, Fire Drill Friday was just really, really powerful and moving. I was crying. Jane was crying. Um, India was so vulnerable with her story. And there's a lot of shame that happens in the trans experience that we deal with, like with society shaming us, men shaming us. I've been in so many relationships where I had to be a secret. Mm. And, you know, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be rejected by society. It doesn't feel good that you might have to go to the doctor and the doctor can say, no, I don't want to see you because you're trans. There's just so much discrimination out there and it just doesn't feel good. And that's the reason why our suicide rate is so high. Mm. So how can we help like get the message out there? Like where, like what are some good online resources for us to go and educate ourselves and share? Well, I strongly suggest going to greenpeace.org um, and following, you know, just like following, here's the thing. It's like, we have so many influencers out there. We have so many people make to have an influence, but who's influencing you and question that. Like I have a lot of fans or people that will randomly be like, Hey, will you follow me? Well, no, because I follow people that I want to influence me because yeah. I want to be a certain way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I follow people that are vegan. I follow people that love animals and choose not to abuse or eat animals. I follow people who love and adore and respect our planet. I follow people who see the value and love black lives and want to see that they are safe mm-hmm. and respected at all times and that are equal. And I follow the same goes for trans rights and mm-hmm. LGBTQ. And I follow organizations that I know fight hard. I'm on the board of Equality California you can go to equalitycalifornia.com or .org. They work so hard in, on writing bills and, and working with politicians to make sure that we as trans people and we as LGBT people are protected. And, you know, it's, it's doing a little research and finding out who do I want to be? What do I want to be? What, what's the future look like for me? And the influence is really important. So you have to make sure you influence yourself in a positive way. And that's why I think, you know, with my She's So Vegan that's about to launch, it's like, I want it to be a support group, but I also want it to be where people are influenced in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, use the most positive love light I can to really make an influence on agriculture, on climate, and the abuse of animals. Um, and that's where I'm kind of channeling She's So Vegan. Mm, oh, I can't wait. I, I followed, so I can't wait to see more. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been so amazing. So let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. And I can go first. Um, okay. I thought I was being a really cool wife by letting my husband go golfing. So my husband actually works with me in my business and we were like really busy, but his friend wanted to go golfing. And I was like, yeah, go ahead, like have fun. And I thought I was like the coolest wife until (laughs) I found out that he took my car and I had a massage to go to. And I called him while he was on the golf course, like in 
a tiny golf cart with his friend and like screamed at him. I was like, you fucking took my car without asking. Like <laughs> freaking out. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not a cool wife. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to apologize and I did. Um, but yeah, I, I, that my Sag moon really came out to play that day. Um, but my manifestation out of that is that he felt bad and booked me a golf lesson. So, I mean, I manifested it. Yes. <laughs> so then I can go with him next time and um, I'm not going to suck anymore. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can't play around with the girl's massage, you know? Exactly. I'm like, I'm not like, I ended up having to Uber and which is fine. It just, it was just, it was not that when, you, when you've got your day planned out and like I had some places I wanted to stop after and then I couldn't, it was just a whole thing. Anyways, he's learned his lesson. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was your last meltdown? Oh, meltdown. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I feel like I like got really in my head, like dating someone new and having to tell them that I'm trans. Mm. I really try hard to, when I date someone, I ask them, you know, can you please refrain from Googling me or can we stay off of social media? And just so they can get to know me for me and not yeah. see like tabloid stories of me screaming and yelling or a screenshot of me like doing something awful. Yeah. Like, you know, just get to know me for me and not as an activist, not as a trans person, not as a reality star or anyone like famous. And that's challenging because, you know, you tell someone that and then they instantly want to do it. Yeah. Um, but I had like a full on little like breakdown with my sister. I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to find someone like this guy is so great, but like, I'm so afraid he's going to Google me and then stop talking to me or mm -hmm. see my Instagram, like, you know, and as an activist, my work is so important for me, but it's also my work and I want to keep it separate. And I do believe like, I'm very public with so much that I do believe that I have at least 50% of my life should be private. Like I should have my own private moments. Yeah. And I think my relationship falls into that. I think my relationship should be private. And I don't think that my future partner should have to carry as much as I carry um, with my human experience, my trans experience, and as an activist and being of service. And so, yeah, it was hard for me. I had this full-on breakdown. And then the next day, him and I were on another date. And we just had such a great deep conversation. And everything that I was saying in different interviews with magazines and doing podcast interviews and talking about you know, respecting all people and loving all people and being an activist, he was saying the same thing. And I like, it was almost like I manifested his like acceptance and love. Like it just reassured me that like there is great people and open-minded people out there and that this could possibly be something, you know, it could go further. Yeah. I love that. So what, how do you have that conversation? Did, have you, you've had the conversation I'm assuming. Oh, girl, it's so hard. I yeah. say, I'm going to tell them on the third date. Yeah. And then like it goes on the fifth or sixth date and I haven't told them. And then I say, I'm going to tell them before I'm intimate with them. Yeah. And then, you know, like you're laughing and you're having a cocktail and you're like feeling so beautiful and like all of a sudden, you know, you're naked and they're inside you. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> one thing uh, to another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, a lot of it's really hard in the trans world because as much as I know I'm a woman and like everything from my body to my personality, to my energy, to my license and ID say yeah. female. Um, 
I still feel that a man should know, you know, all aspects in, yeah. when they're getting into a relationship. Yeah. But I also find myself, you know, it's like I tell people it's like a Cinderella story. It's like mm-hmm. you have that, you're at the ball and you have a gown and like the people see you for who you are, like this beautiful, loving, feminine woman. And like, I don't want to tell him that I used to be something else or that I was born a boy. Like, I don't want his perception of me to change. I don't want my gown and the glass slippers to just go away. And then all of a sudden they now notice the masculine parts of me and they notice, you know, like, Oh, she does this. And that's probably why. And like, I don't want that fairy tale to go away because I yeah. deserve the right to have my fairy tale and to be able to express my feminine energy and to be my authentic self without my past baggage yeah. carrying me or weighing me down. Well, and even so, though that's totally different, I even feel like, I mean, for like, if I was to go on like a third date with someone and then have to tell them everything about my past, I would be like, right. I don't want to tell them this. <laughs> like, yeah. And girl, how are you going to keep a man if you lay it all out on the table exactly, on your third date? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> you got to like ease it in. So that's why like, I'm learning and growing. I, yeah. And letting him get to know me for me, not as an activist, not as a trans woman, not as a famous person. Like he knows me for being vegan, for being loving and caring. I love massaging. I love pleasing my man. I think Mm -hmm. that one thing I'm saying here for on planet earth is to please my king. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I enjoy. And he really enjoys that too, obviously. So those are the parts that he's, you know, going to get to know first. And then when we start talking more career and work and, and stuff like that, then I'll start easing that in. But I still plan on keeping that private and separate than my work. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. Like, and when you see too, like any, like, like, look at the stats of celebrity couples, my goodness, like (laughs) you need to keep it private in order for it to like really be yourself. And like, you don't need like a million outside opinions and they don't need to be a part of it. It's like, it's, he gets to be kind of like your reprieve from it all. Exactly. Totally. And look, my sister's here enough. So that's all I need is like my sisters to hear it and give me some advice and I'm good. Exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online if they don't already follow you? Yes. So you can, my personal blog is itsmebillylee.com. Also all of my social media is itsmebillylee. And then launching next month is she'sovegan.com. And the Instagram is at she'sovegan. And um, I will have new episodes, a little cooking show for she'sovegan. So yeah, it's going to be a little cute platform for me to be able to educate and inspire people and not be that crazy vegan lady screaming and yelling. (laughs) We want a little bit of that too. (laughs) Yeah, of course you're going to get it. I'm from the trailer park girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. We're going to link everyone. Go check out Billy Lee everywhere. And thank you seriously so much Billy Lee for being here for sharing so much with us and um educating us because this is like it's time it's time for a revolution and we're all gonna we're all gonna do our part yeah and I appreciate you giving me the platform to be vulnerable and to share my truth of course thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you guys next week 
Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.